Hello, and welcome to episode 285 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories, one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Travis Gebb, creator of Voodoo Nations, now on Kickstarter. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Travis, thanks so much for, for coming back on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, let's do as we normally do. Um, quick bio, elevator pitch for, for Voodoo Nations. Uh, I'm Travis Gibb, comic writer, creator of uh, very many titles from Cthulhu Invades to Granite State Punk to Burkdown and Florida Dotties, Voodoo, uh, Holiday Spirits is one of mine, all sorts of cool stuff over at Orange Go and Expired. Uh, so that's the bio from that. And then Voodoo Nations, what it is, it's a um, story about two missionaries who go to Brazil. They meet up that this evil voodoo priest kind of messes up their life, messes up their marriage. Uh, and as their marriage is falling apart, they uh, travel the world. They find out that voodoo's following them. And, and they're trying to escape the grasp of all these voodoo priests who happen to be active in their life as their marriage is slowly falling apart. Very cool. And currently, um, this is for, for issue three, right? So, correct, uh, correct. And what is the, the plan for the series? Is it four issues, five issues? Uh, what, what's your plan? The plan is four. Yeah, the plan okay. is four. Because I, I, I write a little bit big. So some of them was 30 pages, 28 pages. So it'll, it'll get a nice 100-page trade when it's all said and done. Very cool. And uh, do you mostly work in, in four issues? I'm thinking, is, is Broke Down four issues? Broke Down was four issues, but okay. a page count, it's five. And this is kind of the similar type of thing. Um, I don't know. I just think... I'm a '90s kid, right? Like in '90s kids, we had four page, four issue miniseries. That's just what we had, mm-hmm. right? There was uh, the X Men main title, then Iceman had a four issue mini, and like five issue is way too 2000s and 2020. I, I'm not ready. I'm not. I haven't adjusted yet. <laughs> so, but I should. I should uh, follow the format of the five issue. It seems to work well. Yeah. Um, and so for your sort of workflow, do you sort of try to bring like a different project uh, to Kickstarter? Um, you know, obviously like Voodoo one, or Voodoo, you know, two wasn't the previous campaign that, that, you know, you did campaigns in between. So is your sort of workflow and, and crowdfunding flow to like one project that you're working on goes and you're sort of working on the background, preparing the, the, the next one to go? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Whatever is next on the pipe that's ready to go, let's let's go. So we're working on several things at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at a little bit. We're this this is the first time I'm kind of I don't have writer's block. I just can't seem to get the time to write right now. So I have three writers waiting for scripts to finish things up. So hopefully I, I get some time during this holiday. We're we're recording this around the fourth of July to to finish that up and get some stuff. But yeah, that's our normal workflow. Is whatever is done is next so the next thing we're going to do is um granite state punk 2 because that happens to to go on the time or pup van winkle which is my wife's project uh one of the two which everyone happens to finish first very cool so noah i'm gonna check in with you for for a question for travis yeah it's been a while since i've been on with you when you were talking about voodoo nation so how 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 has this series stayed on 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 task? Because it stayed like on the trajectory that you've had from the beginning, or has it gone in different directions that you didn't see coming? Well, well, yeah, you, we always give the dirt here, right? That's what we do. So, uh, and that's one of the things where uh, you know I wanted to get on Matt's show. Uh, yeah, so this is the one where we lost our artist last time. So, uh, an artist who. Um, 
I was going to vague book it, but I think I, the only way to do it is kind of tell the story. I think <laughs> I was going to try to try to not give out the as well. He uh, he's comic skate. Uh, and I knew his comic case from uh, the end of issue one. Um, comic Shape, for those who don't know, is a group of organizations who believe that comics have kind of gone the wrong way, uh, that uh, men need to see the heroes, things need to kind of stay the same. They've got very political, they're very right wing, very, you know, they, they've got their own opinions. Um, I'm not here to bash the organization. Um, you can see my Twitter if you want to see me do that. Uh, but uh, that's not what I'm here for. Uh, but he decided to join that uh, that group. And um, one of them, uh, Ethan Van Skyrim, said that you should never trust women. They're all effing liars. Uh, and I called him out. I was very aggressive at calling him out because I think that that is literally the most nasty thing you could say. Uh, and uh, that uh, that was a concern for the, the former artists of this project. Uh, so he decided to step away and... Uh, I bought him out uh, of his rights and then I've continued the book since then. Uh, and it's been a traumatic time too, because after that, you know, him and I never had any beef per se, you know, but uh, he got really, really sick from COVID, like, like on his deathbed sick from COVID. Uh, so, you know, we didn't, you know, we originally planned to make an announcement to kind of talk about it and kind of show the stuff and make sure everything's here, but that never happened. And we're just kind of in this, thing where I've just kind of moved on and we don't really talk about it. We kind of leave it be, but these are kind of, uh, you know, one of the, like, what I like about the show is these are come, some of the places where you can talk about that stuff and you should be able to talk about it. Cause I'm not here to bash that, uh, right artist at all. Uh, he made a decision, uh, that didn't align with what I was trying to do and, and how I felt. Um, I felt he was, I hired him to be a comic artist, so I didn't make a big deal about his leanings and stuff, mm -hmm. but for him, that political thing was very important. And so, I wasn't going to change who I was because of, you know, his, his political statement. I'm going to call somebody out who is, is nasty. Period. Sure. <laughs> so you said earlier that the, the artists had, you know, made that announcement at the end of one. Did you guys work, and correct me, did you guys uh, continue to work together uh, through two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I chose, again, just like I said, I hired him as a... Um, an artist. I didn't hire him for his political leanings or whatever the case would be. Uh, I would I have hired him if I knew that that was where it was going to go. Probably mm -hmm. not. But again, I'm. Uh, I I want to be a man of ethics, right? So I want to judge a person by the person, not by what they they state or do, right? Now, uh, if he was nasty, blasting people all over the place all the time, you know, I might probably would have felt it, but that wasn't the case at the time. So we, we kept it. I was very upset. It did cost us some backers, cost us, it's cost us some, some uh, jobs in the past, but it's again, not a huge deal uh, in the grand scheme of things because that was his belief. And, you know, the book was what it was, you know? Um, but I, yeah, I had some publishing deals that uh, they, they no longer wanted to talk about it because of, of that. In fact, still to this day have the same problem where this is not uh, really as easy of a sell to people because of that. Because that's kind of standard. Sure. So let's 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 sort of shift into to three. Um, you know, you got a new artist. Sure, we can dig in. I don't mind digging <laughs> in, Matt. <laughs> so or Noah, if you guys want to dig in, I've already I've already opened the bottle, right? <laughs> so yeah. Well, I, I'll say just to wrap that up, my my question. It was uh, we always like having you on because you're so candid about things, and it means a lot that you know nowadays it's really easy to 
just grin and bear it. But well, it means a lot when someone takes a stand and even when it is, you know, in, in the, you did it the right way where you did it with a lot of respect for yourself and for the other artists. So I really admire that about you and thank you for sharing that. Yeah, we've had, we've had people on in the past that have, you know, been guests and then later on have made statements and, um, you know, we've, we've sort of seen those and when they, they reach back out to you, you know, we're, we're like, kind of like, you know, we were glad that you were on that one time, but, uh, right. you know, the, that, that invitation to you to, to come on is, is, is no longer, no right. longer there for you. So when you went with three, um, did you say, Hey, I want to find a style that's similar, or this is giving me a chance to maybe take the book in a totally new direction when I'm finding an artist. What was, what was the thought process there? No, I, I hate it when you read a book and the art team changes and it's a drastically looking different. So I literally hired, hired someone who I thought was on the same variables kind of looked very similar. And I think most people see in the book, look, they look very similar. You, you can't tell, but they both have very different strengths. Luke and uh, Gillard, they, they have different strengths. So uh, some of the pages are, are so much better than Luke, Luke could, could have done. And some of them, like the Bishop Lucas, you know, and I've, I've told this to Gillard, I don't love his rendition of it. I still love Luke's, okay. you know, um, but that's, that's anything, right? Like yeah. I love Eric Larson's Venom. That's my venom, right? It's not Todd McFarlane's. It's the teeth and the <laughs> like crazy green drool. Like that's my venom. Other people have done them. And I've been like, all right, that still looks like venom, but that's not my venom, you know? So I, I've got that. And that's that's been tough. And that's something I'm going to definitely have to work out more when Bishop's back in the last issue to kind of wrap everything up, you know, because that character is very iconic. People love him. People love our sketches of him. So, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, really, really work on trying to, fix that design to make it closer but um you know those are skill sets that people have and they don't you know so another question i would have for you i i would this is uh probably pretty easy digital but if, like say if i came into this campaign without having the the previous two and i want to do the catch-up tier um how are you handling the fact that you bought the other party out are you able to just sort of take that name off of the book i mean like i said it's probably easier to do digitally but maybe you have some back you know catalog stuff no i uh, I, I didn't take his name off he did okay. the work yeah, yeah. He, he did the work he uh in fact i um I, I had a deal with um a publisher um that uh wanted me to sign with them and they wanted to sign voodoo nations and one of the caveats was we took took luke's name out and i refused to do that um okay. he did the work he yeah. did the work it's I, I would never do that to an artist because regardless of all that stuff uh you're judged by your integrity not theirs right sure. i'm not judged by what his what he would do you know um and he's you know it's not like he's ever bad mouthed me or done anything crazy you know so i'm not i'm gonna do the same for him so no i didn't remove it i just left okay. it in there um but i own it all now so i don't have to give him anything I mean, I didn't before, so it was really weird. Uh, our contract was like he got, he was always credited for the design of the characters, and that's what he would get paid for, uh, you know, um, where, and basically it was, it was kind of a weird contract. It's basically like, hey, I'm going to give you credit, but I don't have to ask your permission if I want to use Voodoo Nation for somebody else, but this is kind of yours, just four issues. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's kind of our deal. Yeah. Before, now, now it's all mine, but. Cool. So um, you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, sometimes you, you like one artist's character design a little bit uh, more than, than the other. 
Um, I'm assuming like when you pick the artist, you, you sent them like character sheets, uh, you know, previous issues to sort of uh, get caught up with stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did great on RJ. I think he does a great perspective. He does great on the 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 issue, the characters issue too. He did great on his bishop just um, I don't know. He just he he hasn't mastered it yet. You know, we'll we'll figure it out to make it where it needs to be. He just hasn't mastered what Luke did. Luke Luke had a very unique way of of his facial expressions and his smiles with the teeth that just is very Luke. Luke is you know, with all the things I said, Luke is still my absolute favorite person to draw, uh, Bishop Lucas. He's, he's my absolute favorite. Uh, nobody's drawn him better. Uh, well, except for Stanyak, but Stanyak can draw everything better. That's Very true. Really I mean, that's not fair. <laughs> did, did, did any of the other art team from the previous issues carry over, um, or did, that, uh, did everybody sort of dissolve with, with the change? Well, uh, we hired Alan Emanuel, but he got so busy. Uh, well, I, I don't know. He, he was going through something. So he, mm -hmm. um, he, he had me delayed on the project because this book has been done for probably since January 1st. I mean, it's been done for a long time. Um, and he just couldn't get the colors done. So I eventually had to hire another artist. But that first half of the book is all colored by him. Um, and then originally Luke, so what Luke likes to do is he uses someone else to do the layouts. Um, a guy named um, Brian um, Dawson, uh, Mal Maloney's is his book. Um, so I originally uh, offered the gig to him, but he, he couldn't commit to it. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, everyone else is on. Jerome's on, I'm on. Uh, again, the color artist is just gone because, you know, he just couldn't finish it, not because of anything with the deal. And Jerome is pretty much your, your go-to guy. He's my guy, right? He's my team. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So you had this sort of in the can, um, you know, ready to go for a while. And, you know, Noah and I know this, you know, from talking to you in previous interviews that you sort of, um, you know, have things in various states of production. Um, so have you been able to get a head start on, on four yet? Uh, no, no, I haven't. And that's, again, one of the, one of the people waiting for a script. Okay. I'm about, uh, I have a 35 page version. So I've got to find a way to take out like 10 pages. Uh, oh, wow. I, I don't know if you've ever written that way where you write the whole thing and then I just get a dirty cut and I haven't been able to sit down and do it because that's hard. Believe it or mm -hmm. not, it's really hard to, to cut some of your baby, especially when you're trying to do an ending. But, you know, you work with a publisher, you know, as so in, in, Kickstarter world, I can have as long of an ending as I want. No big deal. Hmm. But in publisher world, which is where I want to eventually go with this, selling a double page, uh, a double price end issue is tough mm -hmm. because, you know, you, you lose from issue one, two, three, you lose people as it goes versus Kickstarter where it goes the opposite way where you raise and gain people as it goes. Sure. So uh, I'm going to check in with Noah here because I've asked the last couple of questions to see if he has one for you. So when, when you brought the new artist on and you sort of got to see their sensibilities on three, are you thinking, are you tailoring the script more to them for issue four or are you sort of sticking with the, the same narrative uh, and end goal as that you've had all along? Um, it's the same end goal. Uh, issue three um, went a little darker than I expected, um, you know, when you were, I was writing it. Um, and this guy really specializes in superhero and horror. 
Uh, so we're, we're going to, uh, in issue, you know, kind of a spoiler a little bit. In issue three, we kind of go to the Day of the Dead ceremony. And then uh, you guys have both seen Coco, right? Where they kind of go over to the, the other side. We're going to do something mm-hmm. similar to that. You know, just my version of that. You know, it's a, it's a pretty common you know, it's what Day of the Dead's all about. It's not, you know, stealing from them. It's just what it's about. Uh, so we're going to do some cool stuff in that realm and and lean into his horror chops because this guy can do some some dope, dope horror stuff. Uh, and his detail and quality of the book, you know, he can do some things that are just amazing. Very cool. Um, so is there anything um, more about uh, Voodoo Nations 3 you want to talk about or, or maybe uh, talk a little bit like crowdfunding, uh, you know, philosophy and, and stuff like that? Uh, Noah, any any final questions on, on Voodoo 3? No, I'm excited to get into the Kickstarter stuff because we had you on, I think, back in February for Granite State Punk. Mm-hmm. Okay. And since then, you've had a killer four months of Kickstarters, man. So I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this one's a little bit tough. You know, I'm not as I'm not where I want to be. And I, I feel shitty when I say stuff like that. Right. Because uh, some people would be happy to be a weekend and, you know, like a thousand dollars over. Mm-hmm. Right? They'd be like, they'd be really, really happy to be there. Um but uh, I, I feel it's a little slower than it should be. And I'm kind of curious of how much that artist brought in or brought to the table. I'm still about the same where I was last year, but I, I think I should be going up because I think the quality of the art, um, you know, even though I've tried to get someone as good as Luke, I think this guy is better in a lot of atmospheres, uh, better than Luke in, in some of the atmospheres. I wouldn't say better, but, but definitely different and definitely adds some really cool stuff that, uh, I think that people really want to. And, you know, one, some of the things I didn't do is I just kind of kept things as status quo, right? This is just another issue. We just switched artists. And so did mm-hmm. I make a mistake and not go crazy and promote brand new art team, you know? So, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this earlier today um, myself, like, you know, if I see somebody's Kickstarter that I, that I'm a fan of that that I've been following for years, it's 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 no problem for me to to back it. Um, maybe like larger worldview. Do you are you kind of worried about like inflation and like gas prices and people might be like, hey, you know, maybe I just don't have as much money to in my Kickstarter budget as I might have had in the past. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely think that that's where we're at right now. I think the the extra someone's extra money is definitely being pulled up by gas. I also launched in the week of Roe versus Wade overturn. Right, that mm-hmm. regardless of how good you are at promotion, social media is designed to talk about things that that people want to talk about. So talking about a Kickstarter is not exciting for Facebook or Twitter. They're just like, Nope, let's put that at the bottom of the list. So I've had to do different ways to keep my stuff up. Um, And, you know, I'll be honest, there's just a lot of really good projects on Kickstarter right now. It is a, uh, a great, great uh, big world in the Kickstarter um, arena of, of things to buy. And you, you have, uh, you know, you have your, presence on on live streaming you 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 have a mailing list and and stuff like that um same you know marketing philosophy there with those things yeah 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 yeah. the only thing that i've done differently since last time we've talked 
and it's literally been a game changer. So Matt, you guys, you uh, you guys for uh, time time it's what's well, timeless, right? What's what's the name of the studio? Uh, Ageless Press. Ageless. I knew it was time age something. Yeah, yeah. Ageless Press. I back all the books. I don't need to know the name. Uh, <laughs> so you guys don't use backer kit, right? We have not uh, as of yet. So there is a trick on backer kit that I recently learned that I'd love to give to your audience. So you don't have to use backer kit. In fact, backer kit's pain in the ass. I hate it. Um, in fact, I'm probably going to lose money on my most recent use of it through Cthulhu Maids Wonderland. Again, that proves to me that it's an inflation thing because I should be able to make that money pretty easily with that mm-hmm. book. Um, you know, but I paid like a thousand dollars and I think I'm at like 700 right now. So I, I'm down 300 bucks. To, that's to break even. And that's not even break, breaking even because I still, that means they bought something. They mm-hmm. bought some extra books or something. But there's another part of Backer Kit called Launch. And Launch is like an email thing where they'll send out emails. Okay. So um, you can import all your stuff to Backerkit for free. So it'll take all your campaigns and, and import them into Backerkit and you can send out a launch email and launch emails are the best. They cost you a hundred bucks um, and they'll, they'll write up an email for you and it gets through a lot of the stuff that your normal email list would get blocked. So, you know, there's spam lists and this and that um backer kit has done a great job making sure those emails are sent so uh just to give you an idea i can send it every week uh i send it as often as i want during the campaign actually i'm only going to do it once a week so i spent a hundred dollars it sent out uh you know all 1877 uh emails i got 16 pledges which raised me 258 dollars um that's a pretty good hundred dollar investment so, um, and so I know you, it works. Go, go ahead. So it's loading in everything. It's that's broke down holiday yes. spirits, um, Cthulhu, all that kind of stuff is getting loaded in there. Okay, yeah, it's getting awesome. loaded in it. And I got a lot of hate email the first time I did it. So that's how you know it works. Right? You're <laughs> like, hey, I told you to take me off my list. Ah, this is not my list. This is backer kit. Um, but that that means work. But let's go through Cthulhu. I sent you know my emails out. And um, I got uh, 53 pledges with $3,685. So it's it's definitely worth it. Cool. It's definitely something we're going to have to do. I looked at it a little bit um, for this one that we're running, and I just never sort of completed it. So, But it sounds like with that endorsement, it's something I'm going to have to uh, get yeah, down. Yeah, you're or- struggling a little bit, and you can, you can stretch $100. You're going to make your $100 back. It's definitely worth it. And it seems to get through better than my – Substack better than my email list. So uh, I highly recommend that. Very cool. Or, or I might actually just delegate it to, to Noah to, to do. <laughs> so. just well, okay, the- I guess. One more thing I got to do. Just put it on a script. Noah card. Press. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I always wonder about Backer Kit because we have, it, it's sort of interesting to talk to all the different guests about their Kickstarter philosophies and their their Kickstarter methods, because it's not the same across the board. You do run across people who are like, yeah, yeah, backer kit's awesome. But it is interesting to hear what other people's approaches are, especially now that people are migrating over to, uh, is it called Crowdfunder? Is the new big one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We haven't interviewed anybody who uses that yet, I don't think. I've not been on an interview with anyone who uses that. But it is cool to see 
different people's approaches are and the different tips and tricks when it comes to crowdfunding. Well, and the other thing that's kind of cool about it too, for you guys is it'll give you, it'll take all your stuff and it'll tell you how many people return, how many people are doing what on your campaigns, even if you do nothing. So you can learn a little bit of that aspect, which I think is very important. That information gives you, uh, you know, some insight on what you're doing for the campaign. So let's take Voodoo Nations. uh, Let's let's see what Voodoo Nations it says about my campaign so far. It says it's nine days of your campaign so far. Seven percent of your previous uh, backers pledge on your current campaign, which is eighty-eight percent of the the backers. So that means. I'm not getting as many return backers as I want, mm-hmm. but they are producing the most of the money. Okay. So that means I've got to figure out how to get, you know, that little, whatever else I need to, to get that, you know? Cool. So go ahead. no, but you know, one of the other aspects of sort of these, these other add-ons that you can put to your crowdfunding project, are you doing anything on the, on the back end with any like shipping, um, you know, services to, you I'm, know. I'm using a, a pirate ship. Okay. Yeah. Um, how's that for you? Cause you know, Noah and I are still, you know, writing out hand, you know, hand lettering or handwriting out the, the, you know, the things taking them to oh, the, to the post office. Yeah, it's, it's super easy. It doesn't really cost you anything. And it's, you saves you about a, when you talk about international, even if you just use for international, it'll save you about five bucks a package. Yeah. Cool. So, and it's just, you sign up to the website. It's not a big deal. They take your credit card and, and they do stuff. The, the initial setup is tough on on pirate ship because you've got to set up the box. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's something. That's something I hope to one day sort of improve because you know we're we're still DIY. You know, as I said, you know, I'm I'm writing out the labels or I'm I'm writing on the Gemini mailer and I'm telling Noah, hey Noah, I got like thirty of these. You want to come pick these up and take them to the take them to the post office? So, uh, cool. Uh, I would be the same way, but when we reached 800 backers on Very true. Moods, I was just like, nope, we're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Brandon Sanderson is not sitting at home and, uh, you know, with his $8 million uh, Kickstarter and, and filling those out himself as well. So, right, right, exactly. Cool. So, you know, this book is, is done. Um, the, 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 you know, the, the crowd, you know, the Kickstarter is going well. Um, uh, is there any sort of news as far as like stretch goals or, or things that you're hoping to, to get to uh, here soon? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the first stretch goal uh, I was already reaching, that was like an indie print. So it was an indie print that had some indie creators uh, characters fighting. So we had uh, nobody from Brandon Cox. We had Bayal, we had base force. Uh, we had Catherine Hates the Dead. We had uh, Bishop Lucas and we had, uh, um, what is it? Girl with the Mega Fist from Tyler Carpenter nice. uh, kind of fighting. And then the next one's at 4,500, which is uh, an air freshener. We haven't done one of those in a long time. So we're going to do a, an air freshener for everybody, which is pretty cool. Very cool. What's the scent? Uh, there is like a sage scent. So that's what we're going to try to do. Fancy. I don't think, Matt, have we ever had anyone on here who sells air fresheners with their Kickstarter? I have a I have a broke down. Um, I, I packed up my room, but I used to have a broke down uh, air freshener that, that came with one of the issues of broke down. Yeah, that was actually the first issue. OK, yeah. I remember where do you get my... your air fresheners from, Travis? 
what is the name of the site? It's a, it's a site. It's pretty. They're pretty cheap. They cost like uh, seventy six cents a piece, which is not bad. Mm. Wow, that's like a sticker almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. What is the name of the site? Let me get it real for you. What's cool about it is uh, the other thing that's really good about it too is you can just plug the stuff in and they'll they'll make your design real quick for your picture, which is great. Very cool. So you don't have to like you don't have to upload like a PNG or anything like that. Like it's well, already yeah, got... you just upload a cover or whatever, uh, but they'll make you a mock really really fast, which I think that's awesome. Cool that's really great yeah uh, because that's the hardest part is making these mocks of these things you know and hoping that it looks like it's supposed to so you had mentioned a, a couple of things sort of in the intro uh one of the things that was really interesting is you you mentioned a, a granite state punk too um can you talk a little bit about where you are in the development of that yeah and it's gonna blow your mind matt because i'm gonna break my rules okay so Kickstarter has a new rule. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but the new rule is if you are an advanced creator, trusted creator, that means you've created at least four campaigns. You can have six campaigns unfulfilled. Have you heard about this? No, this is the, the first time. It is absolutely crazy. It's in the official Kickstarter rules. Now, I'm not going to do that. You, yeah. you know how my philosophies is. I'm not going to do that, but that does make me feel like I, I'm not, I've always felt all right, I got to get it shipped out. I got to do all these things. Uh, well, uh, Cthulhu is not shipped out yet. It's, uh, the digital's out, but the physical is not shipped out. And I think that may even affect some of my voodoo backers too. There, I'm sure there is a percentage who I'm not going to back this thing until I get the last thing, right? So the, I think there's a percentage of that. But I think there's also another uh, whole bunch of people who are backing now who trust me. They know I'm going to give them their product. Yeah. So I've switched my philosophy in Orange Cone because of the paper shortage and because of getting things out to backers, you're taking a little bit long. As long as I send out the digital, that's, that's when I'll launch the next project. So I send out the Cthulhu digital and stuff. Voodoo four or three is all done. So I'll be able to send that immediately after the Kickstarter. Like I plan on sending it literally the second the Kickstarter ends uh, and, and people fill out their surveys. That's how fast and how done we are. Um, so we are gonna we are starting production. Uh, in fact, he should be starting. Patrick should be starting today. Uh, we're gonna get it done in a month and a half, and I'm gonna launch the Kickstarter probably a little bit pre-done, which is against my rules. But I trust Patrick. I know how fast Patrick is. You know how fast Patrick is. Mm -hmm. You've used him. Uh, we we believe we can get it done. So we're gonna do it before the end of the Kickstarter. Very cool. And that should sort of maybe, you know, if that philosophy works for you or that, that work process works for you. You know, a lot of the, the problems we, we have as an indie creator, if you're sort of everything is going sort of without any hiccups, it's like one issue, maybe every, every quarter, every, every three right, months, right, right, right. but this might be able to help you sort of, you know, compete, not compete in like, you know, anything that's Spider-Man or, or, you know, has a Batman on the cover is going to be hard to compete with, but to produce something quicker, um, the sort of, you know, uh, you know, I love Kickstarter books, but, you know, I'll get a book and I'm like, all right, I got to kind of remember what's going on here because it, no fault of the creator, but it took them, you know, half a year to, to turn around the, the, the next book. So maybe that will be uh, helpful to you. Yeah, I, it's really hard. All right, so Patrick is is a, a he's affordable, but he's he's not cheap in any way, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so 
you know, getting that money in, it, it really helps me to be in mid production so I can pay him at the end of the Kickstarter. So I can pay sure. him like half up front and half at the end. That really, really helps me. I don't think creators should do that unless you have worked with this person before. Mm -hmm. I, think you I think you need to know their production line because I know how fast Patrick is. He'll give me three to four pages a week. Uh, you know, when, when we're in good production, because this is all he does, mm -hmm. that this is his full-time job. It's not like this is a hobby for him. This is exactly what he does. So I can trust Patrick to do that. I didn't plan on doing another Granite State, especially, and this would be the first time I've ever done two issues of a comic in a year. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, because I, I thought I remembered sort of from our, our conversation that uh, Granite State was, was meant to be, uh, meant to be a one-shot. It was, it was, yeah. Uh, but I do have a publishing deal that I can't announce. Unfortunately, I'd, I'd announce it with you guys if I could. But there is a deal uh, with a publisher. Um, and uh, I want to have another comic ready to go. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm bumping this up the line to, to get that, that going um, and, and get it going. I mean, I, before the end of the year, I'm trying to get out Granite State 2, Expired 2, uh, The Broke Down Trade, and my wife's book, Pup Van Winkle. Oh, plus Holiday Spirits. I'm going to try to do another five <laughs> books. I don't know if that's possible, but I'm going to try. <laughs> Noah's like, no, it's not possible. <laughs> well, no, because I remember when I met you, and I think, and that's been a couple of years now, you had a lofty goals at that time, and you met right. them. <laughs> and like last year, it was like a lofty goal, and you met it. So I'm just like, dude's just phrasing the bar. Michael I Jordan of Kickstarter comics here. It's great. Yeah, it's it's crazy it's time to it's exhausting uh you know like i said i have three two new properties that i'm trying to start up for next year i have a fifth anniversary book and all of them need scripts and like to get going but uh it's working by the way noah let's let's address i love the art uh that you sent me i we, we so appreciate it the cthulhu one yeah 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 oh great it got to you though the, the physical got, art yes 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 i apologize Good. i didn't tell you Good. I'm really proud of that. And I'm very grateful that you allowed me to be in it because I like drawing. I, I like drawing kaiju, even though I don't post a lot of kaiju art. So it was right. great to sort of do something similar to that. And Alice in Wonderland is my favorite book. So, yeah, loved it. Loved no, doing I, it. I, I love it. I can't wait till we get that creator copy uh, out and out to you and, and everything. We'll get you taken care of. Very excited. Just so honored to have been a part of it and uh, really excited to have that book in my hands. Did, did you sign it, Noah? Did I the, sign it, Travis? Uh, there was something about it that I was going to give you shit about. I don't remember what it is. Hold on, let me go. Because uh, I remember he didn't sign the. Uh, he didn't. He did sign not the, sign the, it, no. the, the, Mag the Magneto. So yeah. that's that's. Uh, sure. So I've been I've been better about signing things this year, <laughs> but I'm not alone. I run into a lot of artists at conventions that just like I have to remind them to sign things because they'll just give it to me, and I'm like, hey. What you, the hell? Well, no, well, <laughs> you did kind of sign it. You said thanks, Travis, and tape, and then I think you, you initialed it there. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I did. That's my that's my my signature is really bad. That's my bad signature. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my wife loves it. She's buying a frame for it. Oh um, wow. Oh great. That means a yeah, lot. Yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting. We have the uh here, I'm in my hallway, but I can probably show you guys. We're we're still moving in. Oh, you guys can't see. See now. So we've got oh, our stuff beautiful. here. It's not up on the wall like it's supposed to be, but uh, we've yeah. got our stuff. So you'll be added to the wall of original art we have for the one. I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. Yeah, I uh, 
always, always honored to have anyone own my original art, let alone frame it. So that's great. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really cool. So that's on, on my wife's agenda. We, we still haven't fully packed yet, <laughs> unpacked yet rather. Very awesome. cool. So let's, uh, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's bring this to a close. Um, Travis, right. let's, let's um, let folks know um, where to, to follow you online, a little bit more about Voodoo Nations, and we'll, we're going to link everything in the, in the show notes to make it as easy as possible for, for people. We to... will, but uh, when is this going to air? Uh, we will probably post it uh, tomorrow. So it'll post well, let's on. Not make, let's talk about your new launch real quick. Okay. I'm sure you'll put some tags, but I, I want to know why you're doing children's book and how you expect to make money. So my hope <laughs> is, is that the, the, the sort of the, the backstory to the children's book is, is what will, will bring people in. Um, okay. Noah, Noah can probably talk about this best because he is the one that introduced me to, to Chris. You want to tell him a little bit about Chris, the creator of Superior Sam? Yeah, you won't you wouldn't know it if you met Chris and he'll be the first to admit it that he's the last person you think would write a children's comic just by the conversation you have with him. But he this is something that means a lot to him because he's a he's a he's an amputee okay. and he really wanted to um, spread awareness about amputees. And he felt that the best way to do that was to sort of market to children and to explain to them sort of what uh what it's like being an amputee and sort of what how you should treat someone with with that with that affliction and so he started it off writing a children's book about a character named superior sam who had lost his leg like 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 chris had and then from there he just started tackling different issues and trying to explain it to kids in a way that they would understand without talking down to them mind you sure that's really something that's very important about these books and so when i met him and one, I got to know him first, then found out about his children's comic. And I thought that was hilarious. Then read the children's comic, loved it. It's a whole new dimension to Chris, this side I'd never seen of him before. And it was a very lovely side and fell in love with the series right away. So we had him on to break down some book or, or just to interview him originally. And that was a lot of fun. Then he came on uh, to promote his Black Lives Matter book which came out the summer of 2020 at the time that he had nothing in production, but just everything that was happening in that summer just inspired him to do this really sweet, caring, thoughtful comic explaining the issues in a very simple way, in a way that kids would understand, but also again, not feel condescended towards and educate them on the situation at large. It was, it's just beautiful it, was, it, it kind of brought me to tears when I first read it, just because he, he condensed it in a way that I would never be able to explain to my seven-year-old niece. Right. And yeah, it was just marvelous. So he came to me earlier this year asking if Superior Sam could find a home at Ageless Press. And I said, yeah, I want to. Yeah, of course. We, we love talking to you. He's a good friend of mine. I can't see this being anything but a good idea. So we're excited to work with him more than anything, not really to just, you know, we're not looking to make money, but just to work with someone we enjoy working with, doing something that we're really proud of. Uh, this new book is all about focusing on rescue animals and uh, how to, you know, what you can do, educating kids on adoption, adopting animals. It's, uh, I'm, I've lettered the first four pages. I've read the script, another really sweet, exceptional issue. Um, 
you don't have to be caught up because each issue is self-contained. You right. get it from when you started off. It's I could talk about it all day, Travis. It's it's just such a great it's well, just such a great thing to be a part of. And amputee, so you guys don't know this, but my brother has one arm. Mm. Uh, he was he was born that way. It wasn't uh, cut off or any accident, but he was born that way. And it's and it's such a a tough conversation with people, uh, you know, especially your your family members too. You know, I remember my daughter would always be like how could he be born like that? Like, how mm. did that happen? Like, like it, it was, it's almost, he almost wished it was the opposite way where he could be like, I lost it, you know, fighting a ninja. Like, and they just <laughs> chopped it off. You know, there, there's some sort of story to it, but explaining to it and then explaining to kids over and over again. And even me who grew up, my brother, my whole life, he's so uh, capable. You forget sometimes. So I remember one time specifically going, you have two hands, don't you? And he's like, just looked at me with the stuff. It was like, nope. I was like, you're right. I apologize. And we, we took care of him uh, because, you know, stuff. And my brother, he'll kill you on Call of Duty. He was one of the best in the world in like 2019, wow. 2018, something like that. He was on the top, like top 75 uh, list of the world, like with one arm, with no special equipment, with a normal Xbox controller. And he would send videos to Xbox people who'd be like, ah, you know, the, who would grab it. He got, you got beat by someone with one arm. He would do it. It was, it was a lot of fun yeah i i you mentioned like um how are we expecting to 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 make money i know a, a kid's book on on kickstarter is, is a little yeah, difficult yeah, because kids are not you know perusing kickstarter for for books um i just hope that uh, sort of the network that we've built up over time you know um you know you know, I have kids, you know, you know, if sure. I saw a kid's book that one of my friends was doing that I thought was appropriate for my kids, you know, I would, I would buy that for them. So that's just sort of my hope is how we're going to be able to, to get this done. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I mean, it's only, it's, your goal is only two grand. It's not like it's a, a super steep goal. Yeah. Yeah. And when we go to cons, what we'll do is we'll have Noah and I's, uh, you know, hardcore sci-fi and, um, you know, horror books on one side, and then we'll put the kids' books on on the other side. We won't we won't mingle them to, together. So, well, and what I hear too is kids' books sell really good at cons. Yeah, there's not a lot of options when you're walking around. Yeah, and I guess it would, it would it, at a con it would be a very similar uh, process in that um, we would have to sell both the kid and the parent because the parents probably the you know, nine times out of 10 is going to be the one that opens up the, the, the wallet to, to, to buy right, it for yeah. the, for the kids. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Thanks for, for asking about that. Um, yeah. We just, we just launched uh, today. So. Well, I think it's important, you know, we're our community. So whatever other people are doing, you know, it, it, it matters, you know, we do these in podcasts and interviews and, you know uh, you know, some people are great and they use it to promote their self, but that doesn't mean someone shouldn't ask about what's going on and, take take a minute to to help the other person out and maybe there's a story in there like you guys just learned that i have a brother with an arm mm -hmm. you know it, it it adds to the, the the whole thing very cool yeah thank you for sharing that that was very that, that's very inspiring hopefully we can talk with you and uh chris together sometime in the next month be great to introduce you guys because uh i think you guys would get along great nice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. All right, so um, let's let's shift it back to, to your campaign. Um, where to find you uh, online, and uh, you know a little bit more about Voodoo Nations. 
Yeah, I think we're going to wrap up. So uh, Buddha Nations, yeah, it's one through three. It's on Kickstarter. It's a three-week campaign. You've only got 13 days or so. This goes up tomorrow. You're going to have 12 days to, to back it. So please go ahead and back it. Uh, you know, this book is very, very important to me. Um, it's uh, it's really, you know, you'd have to go to one of the, ba- I think I shared it in one of the pa- past uh, constructing comics where this book is really a love letter to, uh, I was going through a death and um, my mom died and I was, I was tragic and trying to deal with it. And my wife, uh, I couldn't reach, my heart wasn't there. There was, there was grief had taken over and I, I didn't know who I was. And my wife like kind of standing by my, and it's kind of like a fictional, like how I felt like my wife was going through it. Right. Because I knew I wasn't there. Right. And you got that song headlights, right. You know, uh, I ain't changed, but I know I ain't the same. It's kind of that thing. Right. Like, something is gone something is different i don't know what it is i don't know if i'm right i don't know if i'm going to be okay i don't know if i'm ever going to be okay and just uh, the you know that's a subline so it's a very personal story and this is like the first issue where we get to because we've separated the couple in this issue you know mm-hmm. we're the first time the second issue they they were she was looking for him but they kind of separate fully and like kind of dealing with that and being able to tell the, that story um and that's one of the good things about doing this you know uh it was more of a collaboration with Luke and I uh, where it's really good that we, I got a great spot where it's less of a collaboration. It's more of a, I just write you draw. Um, you know, he still gets feedback and stuff, but um, it's uh, it allows me a lot more freedom at this very intimate part of the book. So that's been very freeing to me. Very cool. And uh, you know, you, you have a website. Um, is that the best place to go to yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. sign up for actually- Substack and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, we have traviskib.substack. Uh, you can do that. I also, Orange Cone now has a website if you want to buy any of our back issues. That's a brand new thing that we just launched a couple months ago. It's been very good. We're trying to launch monthly uh, new books. So hopefully we'll have something for July. Uh, so yeah, check it out if you haven't had a chance. And uh, what about like uh, books or, you know, shop signings, any cons? You got anything uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, on the 9th, I'm going to be with the Illusionary Witch uh, signer, Behemoth, uh, Ruben Romeo. Is that his last name? It sounds, it sounds, yeah, that sounds right to me. I've seen it um, online a lot. Hold on, I got it right here. I've got his Luna Nations came out. Romario. Rome, R-O. Romero? I don't know. I'll ask him. I'll just call him Romeo until I know. Uh, and then we've got uh, Black Juice Inc., which has been doing some really cool stuff with Ability Kit and a few others. So I'm going to be at Kingdom of Comics signing that. And then I'm going to be up north in September uh, doing uh, Granite State Con uh, because, you know, I have a book called Granite State Punk. I have a feeling it probably will sell well there. Very cool. If it doesn't, then I clearly <laughs> don't know my audience at all. And I, I, have, I have bigger problems. <laughs> Very cool. And when when is that uh, one in New Hampshire? September. It's uh, the 10th through the 12th. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, we're going to link everything um, in the, in the show notes, you know, most importantly, a, a link to the Kickstarter, a link to, to your website. Um, is this the podcast where I get to find out what, what Jester Lou means or do I, do I still have to wait on that? You still got to wait. This ah. is not the one. This is not the one we've got. So we've got some comics coming up though that it'll be in. Okay. Uh, so so Jester Lou will finally make his his official appearance very soon. So not soon enough though because uh, it did get voted against. But I'm still doing that book. Just 
It's just not stuff. Cause I, uh, I actually asked my fans, I gave them four books. Which one do you want me to produce? And they chose a book called uh, the world ends in 2012. So it's a story about uh, basically the world ended in 2012. We are all in some sort of simulation or something. And a group of kids are trying to figure it out. And exactly. it actually, believe it or not, has a lot to do with an amputee. Uh, there's a the the story revolves around the main character is a, a girl who lost their arm in 2012 um, and she believes that that was a, a mess up in the uh, matrix like kind of like she was always supposed to have it and they they, they messed up because she doesn't remember losing it so we we kind of delve into that kind of an homage to my brother and showing some love and respect and kind of the stuff I know about that stuff so kind of a, all full circle yeah that's really cool um, all right. So again, links to all Travis's stuff is going to be in the show notes. Um, I'm guessing that we'll be hearing from you um, in the future in a couple of months uh, on, on something on something very, very soon, because, um, you know, you, you have all of these things, uh, you know, ready to go. And it seems like you're, you're ramping up your production pace. So we're excited to check in with you again very soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For anybody listening, if you could give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we really appreciate it. Um, Travis was nice enough to ask us about our campaign. There's going to be a link to the Superior Sam Everybody Needs a Home Kickstarter in the show notes. If you want to follow our podcast, we're on Twitter, and that is at Construct Compod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod, and Facebook is Constructing Comics. So just once again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you. <laughs>